I'm feeling all butthurt because, like, you know, 10% of the comments from Leeds fans are like, get this yank out of our team. It's not called soccer. <laughs> Ted Lasso. Oh, my God. We're embarrassing ourselves. Like, stuff like that. And it's like, oh, man. <laughs> Hurts your delicate feelings? It does hurt my delicate feelings. Howdy, it's Wednesday, March 2nd, 2022, and this is episode 168 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Eskin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? Another midday episode. I know. Having a tea. It's nice. I'm having a nice coffee in my Amish country mug. Oh, your AC mug? Yeah, we have to talk about how we went to AC. And by AC, I mean Amish country. Amish, we did, we did. Did you see the AC hat, the uh, camouflage hat with orange big AC letters on it? I did not. Uh, Andy and I both thought that that would have been very funny to buy. Mm. AC, Amish country. Indeed. No gambling in that <laughs> version of AC. That is for no sure. <laughs> anyway, 1868. Looks like you found two things, one probably slightly more relevant than the other. Alicia and Elizabeth Roberts opened the Chalfonte, a three-story boarding house at North Carolina Avenue. The name came from Chalfont Township in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. And you... Helpfully point out, this is not at the current location of resorts, which, as all of our loyal lawyer, blah, 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 loyal writ listeners would know, uh, used to be the Chalfante Haddon Hall. So, our loyal listeners and our lawyer listeners, lawyer listeners, also know that. Yeah, and it's important that our lawyer listeners especially know that, so we don't get sued for misrepresenting anything. Yeah. Get sued by resorts. Yeah, for somehow slandering them with the. <laughs> we are located on the boardwalk, sir. Yes, not farther out towards Pacific Ave. Yeah, so I guess there was, like, the Chalfante and the Haddon Hall, or the Haddon Boarding House, were mm -hmm. both very close to each other and very popular, and then moved over to the boardwalk and became what we now see as resorts. I mean, sounds like more and more hotels are opening in 1868, so Atlantic City's becoming something. Yeah, and then we know 100 years later we get the motel boom. That's right. So also, the city of Atlantic City, Wyoming, was founded, thanks to a link to wyohistory.org, <laughs> named after the Atlantic Ledge on Rock Creek, where gold was found in a quartz vein. So I'm really glad you included this. I think it's incredibly relevant for our listeners. Yeah, the only reason I included it is because for the previous two 1860-whatevers, I had a very hard time finding stuff, and stuff about Atlantic City, Wyoming kept coming up. It's like they found gold in what became Atlantic City, Wyoming. And it's like the first settlers came to what would later become Atlantic City, Wyoming in 1868. So for like five weeks now, I've been reading about stupid Atlantic City, Wyoming. So I figured I had to put it in. And now we can forget that Atlantic City, Wyoming exists. <laughs> I'll never be able to purge my mind of this. Anyway, what happened in 1968? Nucky Johnson died. Not to be confused with Nucky Thompson, a totally different person, yes. not at all related. That's for our lawyers. December 9th, our lawyer listeners. December 9th, 1968. He did not die in Atlantic City, died in some somewhere else in New Jersey. Obviously uh, made his mark on the history of Atlantic City. And we'll talk more about Boardwalk Empire later. Sorry, the Boardwalk Empire is Nucky Thompson, as he said. I shouldn't have yes, said that. Yes, they're not related at all. Scratch that from the record. Yes. In 1968, there was a big Miss America protest on the boardwalk. So during the Miss America pageant, 
200 women marched on the boardwalk. They were throwing away things. They had like a big trash can and they were throwing away things like high heel shoes that were seen as like, I don't know, anti-feminist. Uh, it's where the term bra burners came from, even though no bras were burned as far as anyone can tell. And there's, I'll link to a USA Today article that says, they called out the pageant for its commercialism, for supporting the Vietnam War by sending winners to entertain the troops, and for racism because it had not yet crowned a black Miss America. As it happened, the first Miss Black America was crowned at a separate pageant down the street that same night. So that person was 19-year-old Philadelphia native Sandra Williams, the first Miss Black America. Uh, and that pageant went for like 50 years. I think the last one was in 2018. Hmm. So... And I'm sure the last Miss America will be very soon. <laughs> That's seems, possible. Seems that like it's moving that way. Very, very possible. Yeah. So, so I think what was the first Black Miss America? Not to be confused with Miss Black America. Was it Vanessa Williams when she won? Is that right? I think so. I think that's, that's right. My that was like early '80s or so, late '70s. I think it was the '80s. Hmm. Anyway, this is the sort of information that our fans have come to know and expect. Yes. Uh, 83, our birth year. Oh, there, there you go. Speaking of the information our fans have come to know and expect, uh, last episode, I was making jokes about the penthouse casino, which never did really get built, being of, you know, the same, the same owners as the penthouse magazine. And I was wrong in saying that the owner of penthouse magazine was Larry Flint. It was indeed Bob Guccione who was going to build the penthouse uh, hotel and casino. So it was actually the same. Yeah, so thanks to Bogan for clarifying. I, too, was like, oh, yeah, Penthouse, Larry Flint. No, Pen- L- Hustler is Larry Flint. Yeah. I've really let our fans down by my lack of knowledge on Smutty Magazines. If they can't count on me for that, what can they count on me for? I used to take a cab by Larry Flint's Hustler Club every week because I would go to hockey. I play hockey near it, and you go – it's like overlooking <laughs> a highway and also overlooking a kid's park, uh-huh. which I think is very hilarious. There's like a kid's park on a hill. And then, like, down the hill is Larry Flint's Hustler Club. Yes. So I, I see the words Larry Flint's Hustler Club, and still I saw a penthouse, and I was like, yeah, Larry Flint. Yep. Well, That's all I got from that is you taking the taxi to Larry Flint's Hustler Club all the time. I should probably go for research purposes now that it's made you it should. into the podcast. So our, our, the people need to know. Yeah, I can skip work for the rest of the day, I think is fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm told that uh, 11.30 a.m. on a Wednesday is when all the best oh, talent is I think is it's at a, like a pretty important time for, like, lunchtime for strip clubs, I think is actually. Oh, yeah, I bet pretty, you're right. Pretty, pretty big. <laughs> it's going to be better uh, than, like, 4 p.m. or whatever, probably. Yeah, like 3.30. Yeah. I think many business meetings are at strip clubs. Biz- in quotes, business meetings? No, not like real ones. At, at least, maybe not anymore in the current day and age, <laughs> but like certainly you talk to people who are like a bit older, like 20 years ago. Yes, lots of business meetings wow. were, yeah. I'm so sheltered having I mean, worked yeah, in education I you live my in whole pu- life. Pu- public, uh, the public <laughs> sector. So. Yeah, not so much. Yeah. So there's some news, some updates happening. Bally's is planning a 5,100 square foot indoor-outdoor beer hall in the courtyard where the Harry's Oyster Bar used to be. So it looks like they're going to be building a big atrium sort of thing that I don't know if it can open and close the roof, but it sort of looked like it could in the pictures. <laughs> uh, so I'll link to the playnj.com article by friend of the podcast, David Danzis. 
that talks all about this. It looks cool. I think the roof is just closed, maybe. It's hard to tell from the images, but uh, good to see you use of this space after Harry's closed. Do you have any thoughts about a large beer hall? Seems cool. Super prime real estate. Yeah, it's probably worth checking out. I mean, you know, I'm no fan of Bally's, despite them being, you know, leading sponsor of Do For A Win. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if they build something good, I'll go to it. And if I like it, I'll probably keep going to it. A stuff outdoor, like right on the boardwalk. Oh, yeah, indoor outdoor that. stuff. It sounds good. It sounds like a good idea. Looks nice. 5,000 square feet of new construction. Should have just put it in the Toll Brothers Plaza so that you could win that bet. But Oh, that's true. Early summer 2022. Which, we'll say June. Sounds June. June adjacent. Yeah. It needs to... If it's going to open for the summer, it's got to be early summer. Eh, it's fine. But you know what does actually have a retractable roof, unlike the the Valley's Beer Hall? Uh, resort's new indoor-outdoor pool. I talked a little bit about it because I've gone to the spa a few times at resorts, and you kind of walk right by. They kind of... It was a pretty sad-looking indoor pool kind of out... <laughs> on the like a roof deck but it was yep. totally enclosed so it sounds like they've closed the pool for quite a while uh, at least a few months to totally renovate it and it's going to be a brand new kind of retractable indoor outdoor pool so what are your thoughts i think it's a good idea i'm not sure how really different it will be from the current pool because in the facebook post i'll link to they have a picture of the pool where it's like mostly covered, but there's a tiny part of the pool that's outside, I guess. So I, I, it seems like they're just sort of redoing the roof, but I don't know. They don't go into a lot of detail. There's not really a full press release that I've seen that has a lot of detail about it. Uh, but I don't know. Anything new for resorts is good. Yeah. No, I think it's good. It looks nice. I mean, I feel like pool decks and really the pool scene in general in Atlantic City is not a big thing. I mean, I guess Borg has that huge pool with the beer garden. I don't think that's true. Yeah, I I mean, I think it is a big thing, just probably not for us. Why don't we go rent a cabana and go do all that stuff? I mean, certainly, I know Oceans always looks like pretty crazy. Borgata's always seems pretty busy. Um, I think those are the only two. I guess those are the only two. I've been to the Hard Rock pool. Golden Nugget has a pool deck. It wasn't anything special. I know Bally's has a pool. Yeah. I don't think Caesars does. Ah, It's good. It's, it can't be a bad thing. I'm glad they're putting money into the resorts. We love the resorts. We we do love the resorts. Uh, speaking of which, Craig, by the way, you've bur- first backtracked on, uh, like, a little bit on our weekend trip that we have planned for the 26th, and then I've it's been radio silence, so how's that looking? I don't know. There's too many kid <laughs> birthday parties, and I'm not sure how it would work. Because I know at first we're like, yeah, we'll do a weekend trip that weekend. And then you're like, I need to be home by like 10 a.m. on Saturday, that Saturday. And yeah. then I've heard nothing since then. Yeah, I need to get further confirmation on that. It's not great. One thing I did get, though, from Hard Rock, April 6th, a random Wednesday, Hard Rock is giving away an umbrella with a bunch of guitars on it that is also a flashlight. Sure. <laughs> and I need it. That sounds like... like- peak casino giveaway yeah i need it i I mean i'll never go on a wednesday on a random wednesday and you're going to europe the next day but uh i think we should just go and get that umbrella sounds sounds like a thing i'll definitely do my son would be so jealous if i had a guitar umbrella although now he's into spider-man more than guitars he doesn't really talk about guitars anymore 
Speaking of I, guitars. Again, I'm, nope, nope, nope. You're not. Okay, you, we can speak of that, and then we'll come back to what I really want to talk about. Go ahead. Tell us about Fish. There's another Fish concert. Series of concerts. Three days. Coming back to the boardwalk. I guess it was a big hit the last time, because they're doing it again. August 5th to 7th, Three Days of Fish. The following weekend, the Tidal Wave Music Festival, a three-day country show headlined by Luke Bryan and Morgan Wallen. Get excited for both of those series of concerts. I'm, I'm very excited about all of it. I, I mean, it's always good. I know these beach concerts always draw a lot of people. It's good for the local economy. Yeah. Good to see the calendar filling out a little bit. Yep. We will be in a fully post-COVID world at that point. So, I mean, I think we basically are already, but... What did you want to come back to before we got into fish? So I just want to point out my schedule is like 90% open for Atlantic City. So you have to just literally pick any day on the calendar pretty much except for like 50% of weekend days or something. Literally any weekday and half of weekends I'm open. Okay. This is on you. Let me try to sort that out in the next day or two. Mm -hmm. 90% open, I'd say. By next episode, I'll have a date. All right. All right. That's all I, all, all I need from you. We have a question from friend of the podcast, Paul, from a listener. Yes. Not related to either of us. Nope. His name is not Stone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My brother asks, given that you guys have talked about comps getting worse at some of the casinos lately, other than room comps, how bad would the comps have to get at your favorite AC casinos to have a sick, significant impact on how often you go there? For me, like room comps are such a big part of the comp equation that I don't really care about the other comps too much. Like, certainly I've stayed at many places where I've gotten, like, $5 in slot play or whatever. I mean, yeah. Maybe not that recently. I get more than that now. But, you know, a couple of years ago, I don't think it was that abnormal if I'm staying at Caesars that, like, literally my comp was $5 in slot play or whatever. It, it never stopped me. Uh, room comps are just, like, by far the most important thing for me. So I don't think it impacts me too much. I mean, if I'm given like an abnormally high amount somewhere, I'll try to go out of my way to get it. Because I used to, when I would get like $200 of slot play or whatever at Borgata, like go out of my way to go there and get my slot play and leave. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I get so little slot play and free play now everywhere that it doesn't really affect me that much. I think for me, so the bigger question for me is how much free play and slot play would it take for me to go to some place that I don't normally go? Uh, because you know, I'm, I'm really only getting like $5 places, even where I'm getting comped rooms. So like the only thing I'm getting is comped rooms. I'm even not getting that on weekends. And so, yeah, it's just all like five and $10 of slot play. So I, I don't like, I wouldn't go out of my way for $15 in slot play, which I get sometimes at a lot of places. I think that's what I'm getting at ocean. I don't think it's worth walking over to ocean to make sure I get my $15 in slot play. I think once it gets to like 50 bucks, it's really worth it. I know I had the trip that we went where I ended up at Borgata for the rest of the day. I had $50 in comps, I think, that I needed to redeem. And so that was like definitely worth it. Or I, I don't know, it was $25 in comps and $25 in slot play or something. And so like, so yeah, I think if I only had the $25 comps to go redeem, I, I probably just would have been fine letting that go to waste. But 50, that's worth it. Which yeah. is not really the question. That's the opposite of the question. No, I think it's... It is the question. 
how good would the comps have to get at your least favorite casinos to get you to increase your play there? Like that's 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 the question, or is that your question, not Paul's question? Yeah. So, well, that's that's Paul's question. Follow up question: How good yeah. would the comps have to get at your least favorite casino? So, f- fifty dollars is what well, you're saying. Well, except that I'm talking about Borgata. Okay. And I really like this isn't Bally's or whatever. So yeah, if it's say Tropicana for you or mm. or Bally's. That's a tougher question. Like, would I go to Bally's for fifty bucks in in comps or fifty dollars in slot play? I doubt it. Oh come on! It's, it's so centrally like located, there. though. Like, uh, yeah, it's so no. easy Tro- to get Trop to. is like more out of the way, but yeah, I think if it was fifty bucks at Bally's and I was staying on the boardwalk anyway, I would make my way over there just because it's I'm gonna walk past it at some point. But Trop, yeah, like if you're staying at a Hard Rock or Ocean and you get fifty bucks at Trop. That's that's out of the way. I would still consider it, but yeah. So for me, like I said, there was a time where, like, every time I was going, I was getting between a hundred and two hundred at Borgata, and I would always actually go out of my way to drive there and and get my my play. But even now, I get I'd say most days at both Ocean and now Golden Nugget, though I haven't been there since I've started getting that. I get between sixty and seventy five dollars a day normally. Um, and like, I have not gone to ocean my last few trips. So obviously that's not enough for me. If it was $200 again, I'm not sure now. Probably. So for me, it's the answer is definitely more than 75 because that's about what I get at ocean and I have not been the last Mm. few trips. So yeah, if I had 75 bucks at ocean, I would make sure to get to ocean. That's for sure. Mm. Uh, I think probably the same with drop. That's enough for me. That's like a significant enough percentage of my total gambling budget for a trip (laughs) that it's like really worth going and getting it. I think. Uh, I mean, the other side of that is that we've shown that if we get a room comp at some place that we don't actually like that much, we <laughs> will use it. Yes. Like the baseline. Oh, no. so, so we're talking about dollar values yeah. for slot play and stuff like that. But any room comp, like completely binary, as right. soon as that becomes yes, like we will go there. Like what's what's the worst room in Atlantic City? Like West Tower? West Valley's Tower? Dennis Tower? Yeah. But if I had those, like I'd still go. I mean, it depends on how many options you have available to you. But yeah, if the question was that between that or spending like even like $80 at Ocean, I'd probably be like, eh, I guess I'm staying in the dentist tower. No, I would definitely spend the 80 bucks for, uh, for non crappy room. I think I'm, I think I've, I'm at that point. Five years ago, I definitely would have just said any free room, I'm taking yeah. it. No, I'm still like that. Or like Forum Tower. Ta- I hate the Forum Tower. Yeah. Or Temple Tower or whatever it's called. Forum Tower these days, I guess, but not, I do not like it at all, but yeah, it's still stay there if i had to no i think i think i would pay even like 150 bucks to stay at say hard rock or resorts over either forum tower west tower or dennis tower have you even stayed at the west tower i've been molded by the west tower you don't fully understand no no i've never actually stayed in the west Tower. i would probably pick west tower actually (laughs) if if west tower was free and somewhere else was like 80 bucks i would probably stay in the west tower but mm-hmm. it, maybe that's just because I have ignorance of the West Tower and I don't know how bad it really is. One of us has to stay in the Chelsea Tower. And if they put us in the annex, all the better. Yeah. Yeah. We that, need to start checking to some it. of these boxes. Yeah. We did Golden Nugget. You did Golden Nugget. Got I did that Golden Nugget. It was very nice. Although they give me sweets now every like Sunday through Thursday or whatever. So I have we to check go. that off the box. Yeah. We should go stay in a suite for the fish fish concert. Go stay in the marina for the boardwalk concert. Yep. Makes a ton but of sense. Need to do need to do Chelsea Tower. I don't think I've done South Tower at Tropezilla when I haven't done. I've done all the towers at Caesars, all the towers at Bally's. Well, they're redoing a bunch of the Centurion rooms. Some of those are done. They look very nice. I've done bo- both towers at Hard Rock. Yeah. 
done all the rooms, I think, more or less, at resorts. Ocean, they really only have one room type. Right. That's not a suite. Uh, have not, never stayed in the water club. Need to stay in the water club. Never stayed in Atrium Tower in Harrah's. And then I don't know what the room types are. Honestly, a golden nugget. But my room I stayed in was, was quite nice. Yeah, I'm guessing the rooms are similar, all similar mm. golden nugget. So there's not that many checkboxes that need to be checked. Bally's, though, did complete renovations of at least some of their Bally's Tower rooms. So the, the corner rooms that I really like the size of... <laughs> they called of. Jubilee, <laughs> Jubilee now? <laughs> so I, I'm assuming that they didn't start with the Jubilee rooms because those are recently renovated. But right. uh, like the corner premium rooms... The Bally's Tower Corner Premium Rooms, like where we sat and recorded an episode once. Uh-huh. I really like the shape of those rooms. Like they're very, they feel very big, mm-hmm. but they were very, very dated. And the renovation does look very nice from the pictures that they showed. So as much as I don't get any sort of comps from Bally's and, you know, probably never will because I'm not going to go out of my way to play there. That is a nice option if you have Bally's comps or if you really want to be center boardwalk. But the odds that I get that over, like, you know, Centurion at Caesars or something is pretty low. Good. Do you think that's enough to get our payment for this episode? Or should we say a little more about Bally's? Uh, no, I think we're good. Okay, good. Try, try Jerry Longo's meatballs. <laughs> Delicious. We have January data. It's March, but we can talk about January data. Go to the six. Oh, the six. A bistro. A bistro, yes. Every once in a while I just Google that just for no reason. Just to look at like menu pictures and stuff. Because Billy's, it's still there. Billy's Poker and Ponies. Uh, Billy's Poker and Ponies. We had a good time at Billy's Poker and Ponies. All right, all right, all right. January data. It looks bit bad. Looks real bad. Um, at first glance, it does it though. I mean, this was like height of Omicron. I mean, it seems so long ago, Omicron, yeah. but it really was not that long ago. I mean, the first number on the press on the uh, on the data sheet is an eight. 8.78 for Bally's. Uh-huh. And I saw that. I literally said, Oh my God. I like out loud said, Oh my God. As soon as I saw it and I entered all the data and it's like the other numbers, they didn't seem so bad. Borgata 48.4 million, Hard Rock 34.7, uh, Ocean 24.1, Harris 17. Like these don't seem so bad. Resorts under 10, Golden Nugget barely over 10. And then I went into our spreadsheet and realized like all these numbers are actually mostly better than last January. And this January, we had much more Omicron. Some would say infinite more Omicron. It's true. And so, and actually the, uh, the total was up 14% over January of 2021. So the numbers are really not as bad as I thought when I first saw that eight pop out. I mean, for me, the only thing that really stands out, I think it's, it's a fine month given what the situation was in January, which was pretty bad, especially in the northeast yeah but i mean the thing that really stands out to me like the month that just seems horrible frankly is the tropicana month i mean they've just done like so bad the last bit and like it just seems like they're being run into the ground frankly they were the second biggest casino in atlantic city for for quite a while and like i don't know five years ago maybe yeah i don't i think whatever caesar's you know, new Caesars, previously yeah. El Dorado is doing there is just not working, it seems like to me. But are are you concerned about the fact that it's a five weekend month, including, you know, January 1st was a Saturday? Or is January 1st such a afterthought after New Year's that it's probably not a huge gambling weekend? No, that's that's probably true. I, no, I bet there's still plenty of people gambling. So we were up still up 15%. So 
It seems fine. I mean, COVID was also quite bad in January of 2021. Yeah. There was another spike around then. So it's hard to like have an apples to apples comparison, but these numbers don't look so bad. Like January 2020 was only 9 million more, eight and a half million more. So uh, yeah, that's true. I think it's okay. And it beat January 2019. So I, I think the month was fine. All right. I, my initial shock is wore off and I agree. I think it's fine. Yeah. And now we've got our 2022 setup in the spreadsheet. Yeah. Thank Enter you. data. Craig. All the way through. Make sure, do not, whatever you do, send Justin his paycheck. If he doesn't <laughs> deserve it, you can keep it for yourself. Thanks. I'll do that. Yep. All right. Well, if you want to reach out to us or any of our other listeners, you can do so at our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash do for win. I just approved an amazing trip report in the group, so you probably should come check it out. Uh, don't remember who posted it, but it was good. <laughs> Uh, find all of our great content and buy a shirt at doforwin.com. Send Craig some questions on Twitter at doforwin or me at Kyle Askin. And uh, send Craig questions to doforwin at gmail.com and maybe we'll even read them all on air. That sounds good. I think it was Pat G's trip report. Pat G, yes. That was there a very good go. trip report. Lots yes. of detail about lots and of restaurants. let me tell you, the t-shirt he was wearing in the photo was spectacular. It was. In front of the new water park. In front of the so water park. If yes. you want to see that, you have to go to the Facebook group. <laughs> ask to join we may or may not approve you. It may or may not take a week. Yeah, it may may not be in a timely manner, but and then you can see that post. But it was a very good post. So thanks. Yeah, we Pat. should probably add another approver again. But we should. We should yeah. get on that. Yeah. Anyway, Boardwalk Empire, season four, episode nine. Yeah, only three left in this season, and then I think season five is going to feel real short. Yeah. The two big plot lines in this episode were a lot more about Chalky and Narcisse and like a special emphasis on Chalky and his family. And obviously the episode ended with Chalky's daughter confronting him when Chalky was with the woman. And then the other half was about O'Banion, or not O'Banion, Mueller. Yeah, we got O'Banion too. I mean, O'Banion got killed. That was yes. pretty important. Oh my gosh, what's his real name? Mueller's. Van Alden. Van Alden. And he Thank and you. he's back to calling himself he's Van Alden. He's, he's like, my yeah. name's Nelson Van Alden. So, yeah, I mean, the, the big thing in the Chalky stuff was that we said previously that it seemed like it was going to be Chalky and Nucky versus Narcisse, mm -hmm. and Chalky's trying to stay very distant. I'm assuming that he will come around and fight on the side of Chalky. It would be very shitty if he was like, nah, man, you saved my life against Jip Rossetti, but eh. Although know. we did see both Chalky, I mean, both Nucky and Eli be like, that debt is repaid, yeah. which seems ridiculous, but... It's like, but you saved my life and risked and had a bunch of your guys die to save my life. I got you some good good space on the boardwalk, yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know about all that. We learn that uh, Office Space Guy seems to be up to no good, maybe, or is definitely oh. up to something what? with Jillian. No, that phone call was totally fine, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've said that something bad's going to happen. Her life's going too well. She's cleaned up. Yeah. She's on the boardwalk telling her she whole life told, story. She only told, like, her life story was 50% accurate, which was about as accurate as you can tell, given how messed up her life story actually is. I mean, she told about the Commodore. Yep. And getting pregnant when she was 12. Yeah. She did not talk about then, you know, her <laughs> lifetime of sex with her, her real biological son. Yeah. And... It wasn't a lifetime, as far as we know. It was... Perhaps a few isolated incidents, but... Mm, I don't know. And then a whole lifetime. And then she said that her son, Jimmy, yes. overdosed on heroin in a bathtub, which we know she killed fake Jimmy a bathtub, and Nucky shot her real son in the face. In the face. So, yeah, it's weird. it was weird. Like, she went through the real details, and I was like, wow, she's really going to tell him everything. 
She did not. And she it, did not. It makes me it makes me wonder if uh, she's going to get found out for the fake Jimmy thing. Oh I yeah, feel I, like told, I already said that that we're we're definitely going to whatever fake Jimmy's hometown. Yeah. What else? Uh, Ross scenes down bad, down real bad. Yeah. <laughs> and and to think at the beginning of the season, I said he was going to be the big bad, and now he's just like useless and helpless and. Well, maybe he's going to be desperate. Maybe he's going to be like funding Narcisse. I mean, he doesn't have any money to fund Narcisse. Maybe he's going to, I don't know. Something has to come around full circle. Yeah. Maybe, maybe season five. Who knows? I feel like that's, that sort of explains why he was with that crappy, shady right. pyramid scheme broker because he was trying to get all his money back. Yeah. Uh, Harrow marries his like sort of girlfriend woman that's taking care of Tommy. Mm-hmm. And then he goes and asks Nucky for a job. So. Yep. That's setting up for much more Hero, which I appreciate. Hero's good. I'm assuming Hero's just going to become a video game character at the end of the season and kill everybody, because that's Again. just what he does, yeah. Right. Although, I mean, that was Bueller that was Slash Van Alden in this episode. Yes. He's so meek the entire season, really, for like three seasons now. He's been just like beaten down and downtrodden, and then all of a sudden he's getting beaten up by those he's dudes yeah. because of the guy that he burned with the iron and came and found him. him. Shoot, shoots them all in the face. And he's just like, I am calm. Boom, boom, boom. Like Rambo and shit. And then uh, or like the Punisher. And and now that's like his role in the show is basically he's the Punisher. He's Frank Castle uh, out killing everybody. So seems weird. I'm assuming the people who killed O'Banion are Al's then, people, but it wasn't Al. Yeah, I don't know if it was Al's people. I assume it wasn't. Yeah, I think somebody beat him to it, and then he just took yeah. the money out of the register, so we'll see where that That's goes. That's right, and then showered his wife in the money and the gun, and she was very impressed. She was super impressed. <laughs> she's into it. Yeah, totally she, into She's it. into the Frank Castle thing. <laughs> Anything else to talk about on this episode? Uh, I don't think lot. so. I think that's, that's, that's about it. I really liked it. I liked the way it sets up a lot of stuff for the end of the season. Yeah. Much more optimistic about the end of the season than I was for last season. See how it goes. Three three more episodes. We got a little bit of Eli digging for details, which kind of hints that he's helping the FBI guy. <laughs> what but we didn't el- what see else anything, is going on? Yeah, expressly saying he's helping the FBI guy, so I'm a little skeptical that that's actually what's happening. I think that's it. Hmm? One thing that happens with the show is I keep thinking, okay, now we're going to just be all action for the last three episodes because there's all this setup that's happened. And every season, that doesn't happen. You get like two more episodes of setup and then everything just wraps up in the last se- episode of the season. Like there's just, there's, yeah. n- there's never enough setup for the show. Uh, so we'll see. Cause I, I keep thinking, oh, we're setting up for this big, like final three episode arc here. And that I don't think that's actually what's actually going to happen. All right. Thank all of y'all for listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, hopefully a, a shorter break between the next two episodes than between this one and the last one. Is it going to be over three weeks by the time we get the episode up? Uh, I don't remember when you posted the last one. Terrible. Mm, well, yeah, we got to get on it. Though, in her defense, like some of her life story certainly cannot ever be told. So, oh my God, Greg. Oh, just this floor, right? is good how long do you think this is gonna go probably like an hour or two i think so oh well you've got sounds on your ends too <laughs> yeah i think megan so, dared flush the toilet how dare you podcast. flush the toilet while i try to podcast <laughs> how dare you do a fire alarm test while i try to podcast time to go have a 
confrontation similar to all the confrontations that Van Holden was having with his wife. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Yep. Oh my god, this is really just going to go on forever, isn't it? The end of the episode. It would be funny just to leave this in and just end the episode like, bah, 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 and then just like, no post show. That's perfect. We should actually do that. I'm actually going to hang up now. <laughs>